Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Bite Size Banter, a brand new podcast discussing gaming and technology with a focus on streaming. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Very well. How are you? I'm I'm also splendid, thank you. <laughs> Great. Good. <laughs> uh, so this episode uh, is going to be more of a, a sort of summary of uh, the things that have happened in 2019 in the uh, the streamer sphere, as we like to call it. Uh, so to begin with, a little bit about us and you know what brought us to streaming. Uh, I'm going to let Kyle go with this to start. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm Kyle. Um, my day to day job is I do cloud engineering. So I work with uh, Azure Technologies and I migrate businesses to the clouds and you know configure infrastructure and all that jazz for them. Very complicated stuff. Um, so my interest in gaming has sort of been a life. Uh, a lifelong thing really uh, you know playing games as a kid never really grew out of it so uh so somewhat naturally progressed to uh you know streaming uh and just trying to socialize uh through the medium of uh live streaming and yeah and then just technology has always been an interest to me as well uh building pcs taking things apart you know just researching what's coming up and just always an incessant need to have uh, the the latest and greatest in uh, technology. It's uh, it's an expensive hobby. It is super expensive. I, I have to say I'm 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 very similar in that respect. I I've been gaming since I was five. I think it was started with a Commodore sixty four. Very nice. Which is old school. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I sort of got into. Got into YouTube um, sort of around the time of um, sort of like just after the Xbox 360 coming out, oh, um, right. making videos and uh, running a channel for a number of years, and then that that as as you naturally progressed to streaming as well, that that sort of happened with me. Um, and uh, yeah, I I've also got a, a big interest in technology, uh, mobile technology with phones, uh, computers, especially since the last few years. Mm. And uh, I think as as streamers, I think you tend to you tend to get a, a bigger interest in the technology surrounding it all. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Well, you have to. I think the the thing is is that you you know you're having to use technology to improve your stream, and if you don't really have an understanding of it in any way. Uh, I think that's a little bit more of a hindrance to you. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's it's good to have that interest as well in technology, as well as the games, of course. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, so uh, I think uh, this is the, this is going to be the uh, the first episode is just going to be a, a summary of, uh, as we say, things happening that happened during 2019. And uh, we're going to talk about the Game Awards initially which i didn't get to watch live on the day no me neither it was on, it was on at a stupid time i think wasn't it something uh what yeah it was i believe it was hosted in the states um so it's always going to be at stupid o'clock in the morning for us uh most likely early hours of the morning um, yeah it's always the same with e3 when uh, people do you know their demonstrations like the nintendo ones always at like 5 a.m oh. or something ridiculous like that so yeah never get to see it 
Um, but yeah, I imagine it was the same thing for uh, the uh, the Game Awards. But you know, we've got all the highlights uh, here in front of us, so we can go over them. Yeah. So um, we're not going to discuss all of the categories because you know we'd be here forever. Um, <laughs> we just have to sort of say as well that, as we noticed earlier, the um, uh, the jury for the the awards that that sort of choose um, who wins what. You know, it's all decided by publications from various countries. So there's no sort of um, players' awards as such. You know, you're not. It's not the. It's not the players that are choosing the the winners of these categories, which I, I think sort of shows as well. Mm, yeah. In some a way. Of the, uh, yeah. Some of the some of the winners versus some of the runners up are, uh, you know, a bit. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first the first uh category that we looked at was the game of the year. Now I I didn't get a chance to play this game. I don't know if you played this game either. I don't think you did, did you? No, I've not touched this game personally. No, but apparently it is a very difficult game. It's um I think some people are comparing it to Dark Souls. Yeah. Sort of yeah, I've heard that. Mistakes. Yeah, I know. I've I've spoken with people who have played it, and they did say it was very good, um, and that they enjoyed it, and that you know there's multiple playthroughs available of it, so it has some replayability. But yeah, I, I yeah, like I say, I haven't touched it. No, but I uh, I didn't also uh, see many people streaming it. No, uh, yeah, when thing. it came out, uh, even even in the first couple of days, mm. uh, I maybe saw a couple of people streaming it. But it didn't really get much of a reception from from the uh, the streamer community in general, from what I could tell. No, I uh, yeah, I was the same. I didn't I didn't notice it. Um, in fact, to be honest, I think the only reason I knew it was actually out was because I saw some social media posts from Twitch and from you know some other people publishing their uh, you know clips of it, and I was like, ah, oh, oh, there's a new game out. <laughs> it just completely uh, flew under the radar for me um but yeah i think we should i think we should probably say what it is yeah i mean it's um it's a new franchise as well as it? it's a new it's a new uh, yeah i think it's a new ip so yeah new ip altogether so it's uh it's it's good to see a new ip get game of the year i must say mm. uh because it doesn't tend to happen too often but looking at the um, looking at the other uh, nominees for it, I mean, you've got the majority. The majority of the titles there are actually new IPs. True. Quite- yeah, that's true. Uh, you've got Control. You've got Death Stranding, Outer Worlds. Yep. But then you've also got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is obviously a long- long-running franchise now. Yeah, and then the Resident Evil while. 2 Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah, that's a remake, so I I don't think that should even be nominated for a Game of the Year award, seeing as it's just I a agree. remake. It's like, I it's, agree. you know, the game's like, it's it's old. Just because you slap a new coat of paint on it doesn't mean it's a worthy of Game of the Year. It's, you know, it's the same game. It's, yeah, yes. I don't know. That's that's just my two cents on the remasters and remakes. Um, I think yeah, I think there should I, there should be 
you know, maybe a different category for them. Um, something you know, where remasters, because there's you know there's, there's a lot of them nowadays. Um, there is maybe maybe have their own category. Like uh, I don't know, I can't think of a name off the top of my head, but yeah, they they shouldn't be nominated alongside um, brand new AAA titles like Outer Worlds and Control and uh, Death Stranding, because yeah, it's it's not quite the same. No, I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I think um, those those sorts of awards should be given to to new games mm. to shine, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know those those are the games have had their time. I don't think it's uh, it's fair to to newer games to sort of have to compete with them. I think newer games are very different to the to the old games as well. Oh, for sure. Different, but, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't completely agree with that. Um, with them doing that, so moving on, we've got ongoing game, which I know we've both got fairly strong opinions of. <laughs> so mm, yeah, <laughs> the game that, yes, the game that won best ongoing game uh, is Fortnite. Hey. Celebrations. Hey. <laughs> so I can understand why it's won it. You know, it, it is the most yeah. popular game there oh, is yeah. right now. By they far. do support the game massively. Mm. It is a very well supported game. Yep. But <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. how long has it been around now, Fortnite? Was it a couple of years, two, three years? Ooh, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's been around longer than people think just because it didn't gain the traction until streamers started playing it and then it really blew up. Um, yeah. I can't, I don't, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head when it was actually officially released. Um, but mm. yeah, the main, the main draw and the main hype around the whole game has been around for, yeah, two to three years now. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, is a long time to support a, uh, a game that's still uh, in early access. Um, I don't believe it's gone full release with the uh, Save the World stuff. I don't know if they've even dropped that from the game at this point, just because nobody talks about that side of the that side of the game. It's all just the it's the true. battle royale scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, in fairness, like the best ongoing game. Um, yeah, Fortnite does get a lot of work put into it um you know tournaments skins you know there's constant work and patches the updates the seasons all of the um there's a lot of stuff going on for it but then again you have the same with destiny 2 who was also a nominee for that category um you know you've now got season uh passes for it you've got the new dlc which launched uh earlier this year shadow uh shadow keep and then uh, you know, there's there's always patches, there's community updates, there's community events, um, you know, IRL events um, for Destiny 2. So I can see why that was a nominee and why it was alongside it. Same for Final Fantasy as well. Um, I know you are a, a keen, avid Final Fantasy 14 player, uh, Dan. Yes. Yeah, I, I was just going to say on the, the Destiny 2 front as well, the fact that it's now free to play. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Fortnite is as well. Um, I think that's a, a big boon for the game. 
and the community sure. in general, I think has been introduced a lot, a lot, a lot of new players. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not, not, you know, including myself, really. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm now playing it on PC uh, for the first time. I don't know if I would have done if it had not been free to play. Yeah, that's. Uh, so I think it's introducing a lot of new people to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I play it pretty much every day, Destiny Two, um, and a lot. You I have, have, I have seen. <laughs> I have seen um, a lot, like a, a big influx of new players, um, and you also see it on Reddit as well. If you browse uh, the Destiny Two subreddit or the Destiny the Game subreddit, you see a lot of. Uh, people who have just started playing and they're sharing all these things that they notice and people are like yeah we know about this yeah you know this isn't this is something new but the amount of posts that i see just goes to show that there are a lot of new players who are taking interest in the game and you know caring enough about the game that they feel the need to share something that isn't quite right with the you know with the community or something like that so it's definitely um the community is definitely getting bigger and uh, that's only a good thing really yeah, definitely. I think it's the same with Final Fantasy fourteen as well. Um mm. I mean that game that game's been going for a very long time now. We had the Shadowbringers uh expansion earlier this year, which for me was by far and away by far and away the best expansion that we've had so far for the game. Very nice. And it yeah. It, it's one of those games, obviously, compared to Destiny 2 and Fortnite, you have to have a subscription to play this game. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole so it other genre, the, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not, the, um, it's not got that level of access compared to, to Fortnite and Destiny, because Final Fantasy fourteen, you know, it's not available on Xbox currently. It is available on PlayStation yeah. 4, but again, you have to pay a subscription, uh, which yeah. here in the UK is £8.99 a month. Which seems like yeah. a lot, but you do get yeah. a lot of content, and they do patch it frequently. I mean, you're getting patches every month, pretty much, um, mm. along with new content, which you're not paying extra for. Unlike unlike games uh, such as Destiny Two, where you're paying for season passes uh, yeah. and whatnot, um, you're not really paying for anything like that with Final Fantasy. But again, as you say, it's a very different genre. Uh, I think the I think the player base is now up to something like 14 million players. Wow, which I didn't realize it was actually at that level yet. Damn. Uh, so it just shows the game is hugely popular. Uh, there was a mention of it. Uh, I think it was at Xbox E3. All right, it might have been E3. That Final Fantasy XIV will be coming to Xbox at some point in the future, which I imagine will be some point in twenty twenty. Probably. And. It's uh, yeah, I think it's one of those games that's, that's that's got very good ongoing support. The thing I I found with that is that the the game's been out since 2013. So wow. I did not know that. <sighs> exactly, yeah, and I think a game like that, where you've got people having to pay to actually play it, in my opinion, that makes it more worthy of an ongoing game award for me. Yeah, because yeah, you know, that I, makes sense. We're we're all going to choose the game that we prefer at the end of the day, hmm. and unfortunately, more people prefer Fortnite. Yeah, so <laughs> that's true. It's it, it's not surprising that Fortnite won, but I would have liked Final Fantasy fourteen to re, to have received that accolade. Yeah, just like you would have preferred Destiny two to have received that as well. Yeah, true. I'm I'm not. I can't be too like disappointed though. Destiny Two did one win one of the uh, categories. It won the best 
uh, ongoing support, I think. Community yes. support or best community, what was it? Best community support award. Um, yeah, Destiny 2 won that, which again, it has exactly the same uh, nominations that are in the uh, best ongoing game um, recommendations. Well, nominations. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Apex, Destiny, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege. Um, so I'm glad Destiny two managed to scoop up something. But um, yeah, well, I hats off, I, <laughs> hats I off was, to yeah. uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, but I, I, I honestly thought that you know I was thinking, well, all right, fine, Final Fantasy's not won that. That's okay. It'll win the it'll win the score and music category. No problem. Ooh, ooh. Until I realised that it hadn't even nominated. <laughs> oh no! Not even nominated. And I, I, I'll admit to everybody that I am absolutely one hundred percent salty about this. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely livid, and it makes me just disregard everything from the Game Awards altogether. As no, uh, yeah, no just, sense. Just no sense, no sense at all. Uh, and Death Stranding won it. Yeah, which, uh, compounds that uh, that feeling even more. Mm. So, I uh, yeah, I, I I've not been totally happy about that. I think we should uh, <laughs> we should move swiftly on. <laughs> move to, on. Uh, <laughs> best mobile game. Ah uh, yes. Um, I, no, I kind of feel like we're not mobile gamers. No, mobile gamers uh, at all. I am certainly not. I think the most mobile game i play is uh yeah exactly i can't even think of something off the top of my head probably wow. um yeah probably minecraft world or minecraft earth oh really um, yeah uh what what is the actual game called is it minecraft earth i, I honestly don't even know yeah um, minecraft minecraft earth yeah minecraft earth he says yeah We'll go yeah, with honestly, that. We'll go yeah, with that. <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, I don't play mobile games all that often. And I just, I don't know. The, recently, you can't, well, this doesn't really fall into the same category, but um, with the Project X Cloud from Xbox being available, I managed to get into the, um, you know, the uh, trial, you know, beta kind of stage of it. Yes. Um, and I've been using that quite a lot to be honest um and i think it's brilliant now if that classifies as mobile gaming then yes i would happily be a mobile gamer but if it's an app that you have to get from the app store and you know it's full of ads like most of them are or they're just full of in-app purchases then yeah count me out of uh, that because yeah i mean I yeah, yeah, I, my, yeah. I, I, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I, I don't play games on mobile. I haven't had a chance to use uh, Project, Project xCloud yet. But oh, from what I can it. tell with people, it works great. Oh, it's brilliant. And Absolutely I think fantastic. It, we're sort of entering a period where the best mobile game is going to become a little bit blurred because then what's going to be classed as a mobile game? Is it something that you can play on the move? Or is it mm. something you can only play from a mobile device? Yeah. So you've got games like Call of Duty Mobile, you know, uh, apparently very, very good, plays really nice. But the majority of people that play it seriously actually hook it up to their uh, controller and 
play it with a controller. So you may as well be playing Call of Duty on a console. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the mobile games category sort of expands going forward because will xCloud and other services like Stadia, maybe, yeah. probably not. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless it. And things like that, is it going to actually cause the removal of the mobile game category? Mm. Because there'll be no difference between mobile, console, whatever else, because you'll be able to play your console games wherever you want. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's going to be quite interesting going forward. Yeah, be interesting definitely with um, how much... Uh, xCloud will probably progress next year especially alongside the um, Project Scarlet release obviously the uh, Xbox One uh, Series X um, then you know we'll, we'll have to see in the next next year's Game Awards Game Awards 2020 how um, mm. how the categories look and whether some of them do get tweaked and uh, for the you know for the advancements in the technology over the year um, but yeah That'd be interesting to see. Stay tuned for that one, eh? Mm. Uh, mm. So uh, the only other the only other category we were looking at was uh, best strategy game. Yeah. Now I'm not a big strategy game player. Uh, I primarily play first person shooters and uh, you know some other casual uh, RPG games. Um, but yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, seems to have gone down a fair treat with uh, most people in the strategy game, you know, area. A lot of people like it. It's very highly rated by uh, IGN, and you know, very highly rated by the community. Um, but yeah, I on I honestly haven't seen anything about it. Is there anything you can tell us about it, Dan? Tell us about it. I wish I could. I own it. <laughs> I Thank you to my uh, to my mod Catro who bought it for me, and I still haven't played it. I do apologize, but uh, it's um, yeah, I, it's a funny thing because it, back back when I had a GameCube, uh, when I first got it, I got Super Smash Bros. Melee, and there was characters mm. in that game called Marth and Roy, and nobody knew who they were, nobody at all, but it turns out they were from Fire Emblem, uh. and back then. Fire Emblem wasn't anything. It wasn't something anybody played. It was a. It was a one of those franchises that was sort of dead in the water. But in recent years, Nintendo have really pushed it, and it seems to have got to the point of actually being so highly rated that it's winning, you know, best strategy game awards against games yeah. like Total War and Anno. You yeah, know, well established. Yeah. Well-established uh, strategy game series that you'd find mostly on PC, mm. and Nintendo winning it. You know, yeah. Nintendo have won that category, and I think that's 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 hugely impressive. And it sort of shows how you can introduce characters as well in certain games, and then develop them, and actually, you know, get get the get the game into people's minds at least. And then when you do eventually make a game, they sort of know what it is begin with yeah and they're sort yeah, of they more willing that. to try it yeah they have that background got you know, that little background insight into them um yeah 
but yeah, I mean, it is impressive given you know the uh, the other nominees in the category. Um, you know, Tropic of Six, uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, Anno eighteen hundred. Um, it just must show the uh, the the reach as well that um, Nintendo have, like with all of the yeah. uh, different consoles and the way that they can distribute Fire Emblem. I know that there was a few Fire Emblem games for uh, the Nintendo DS and uh 3ds as well i believe i'm not sure what fire emblem three houses released on whether it was it switch it is switch yeah, yeah. Uh, okay well, there, yeah, there so. is there is fire emblem games i think on 3ds and yeah. ds as well yeah so it just uh, so. it just yeah it just goes to show like how um you know dedicated the nintendo fan base are they even know like the the game was exclusively on a 3ds handheld system and then even after moving it to fire emblem it was still you know like moving it to switch and people still just absolutely went mad for it um it must just show how um popular the switch console is as well as you know how diehard the fire emblem fans are that they just still go nuts for it still buy it take it on the new system and then you know everyone still uh sings its praises enough for it to win the best strategy game award um yeah compared to you know like total war's been going for Yonks. Yonks and Yonks. Yeah, I've been going, for, been a going for Yeah. A long time. Uh, I, um, I remember watching something on TV called Time Commanders on BBC. And it was like, uh, you get like uh, two groups of people that would come on hmm. and they would um, take part in these historical battles and have right. to actually play it out themselves with the strategy. And they'd use Total War for that. I mean, this is going oh, back to right. like... 2005, 2006. Damn. Um, you know, and the Total War games were really popular back then. And back then, that's not long just after Smash Bros. Melee was out. Mm. And you think Fire Emblem was nowhere. Yeah, true. It was a nothing series back then. And now it's here winning, winning awards. I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. It just shows you Nintendo's depth as well yeah. as their ability to just make apps, just, just games of sheer quality. Um, I don't think they get enough credit for that sometimes. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I, I, going, going on Nintendo as well, I thought, you know, I think uh, this is something you mentioned pre-recording the podcast as well as the fact that the, the family game section oh, yeah. of, yeah, of yeah. the Game Awards, uh, mm-hmm. we have uh, five nominations, of course, uh, one being Ring for Adventure, the next being Super Mario Maker 2, then we've got Luigi's Mansion 3, and we've got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Yoshi's Crafted World. Now, <laughs> all of those nominations are Nintendo games. Yeah. Every single one of them. Which, you know, uh, we all see Nintendo as a family-friendly console. You know, whatever they make is, is family-friendly. Um, yeah. I mean, just look at their Labo they're stuff. They're seen as a kiddies console. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I don't, at the same time, I kind of feel like these games are quality games, uh, and the you know things like Super Mario Maker, Luigi's Mansion, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, yeah, even Yoshi's Crafted World. These are games adults can enjoy as well. I don't, I don't, I think it should be branded as a kiddie thing. Mm, yeah, but uh, I, I think it also shows that. Other console manufacturers, other developers aren't doing enough to make family-friendly titles. No, yeah, that's a good point because 
there's like like you said, there's literally no other nomination for the family friendly um, best family game. Yeah. So um, you know we've had uh, we've had titles like um, we've had the Crash Bandicoot remaster this year. Yeah. I think uh, we've had the Spyro Reignited trilogy this year. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that wasn't nominated because that was very good. Um, mm. In my opinion, I actually have that on three consoles. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, I have that on PlayStation Four. I have it on my Xbox and I have it on my PC. Um, and I'd probably get it on Switch if it gets ported to that as well. Um, but then it comes down to again, like we mentioned before, it's a remaster. So should it win awards against newer games? Uh yeah, see there you go. It's it's a remaster. <laughs> see, I'm just having to eat my own words you just now. Love it though, don't you? Uh, you just yeah. But yeah, the no, the Spyro games are very good. But it's again, it's you know, it's a family game that can be played with you know, like kind of thing you'd sit on a sofa and just have a good time as a family with. Um, not well, it's, yeah, it's it's not really multiplayer. Um, but then again, I don't think Ring Fit Adventure is. I don't know how you do that multiplayer, but I haven't played no. it, so I can't comment. Um, I but I haven't looked at much of that at all, to be honest. No, um, but apparently there is a lot of praise for Luigi's Mansion 3 is saying it's a very polished uh, game. Uh, but again, most Nintendo, in fact, I think all Nintendo games are very well polished. Um, and I don't think I've ever they, seen... They do, they do really do a good job on you know, yeah, quality. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a game from Nintendo be released in a mess where they've had to fix it with patches. Like, you know, it's... You know, you've never had a Fallout seventy six episode from Nintendo. Like, has anybody? <laughs> well, okay, maybe not that horrendous <laughs> of an example, but um, you know, games work when they come out. You put them in, they work. There's no bugs. There's no problems. They just work, and you know that's what Nintendo is known for. Um, and you know, they but they probably do deserve all five nominations. But it would be nice to see some variation from publishers like um you know like i said the uh, maybe the spyro game or another family friendly um game somewhere yeah no i agree i agree i mean obviously you don't see you've not we've not really seen many nintendo tiles in some of the other categories as well but no yeah that's a good point uh, yeah i do think i do think nintendo's got a lot on the way that will sort of compete in those categories like metroid Mm, uh, yeah, I know they've got some other stuff in the works as well that we've not actually heard about yet. So I think there'll be plenty on the way. Yeah, uh, exciting times. But yeah, I think the the game awards overall not too bad. I, I as always, we're never going to agree with all the all the winners. It's it's one of those things. It comes down to personal preference. Oh yeah. So we're never going to have the games that we like winning everything <laughs> that we think it should win. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think overall not a bad uh, not a bad game awards. I think uh, you know it's it's great that the the game awards has actually had record viewership as well this year. So it's so showing mm. that you know it, it's becoming bigger. Games are just becoming bigger every year, and I yeah. think uh, that's that's the most important take from it. Yeah, you know, video games every year they just show that they're not then you know they're not going anywhere. They're not just you know, it's not just a phase. It's not a just a waste of time. It's 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 massive. It's a huge global industry, and 
you know, the more people that tune in, the more people that support, the more people that nominate, um, you know, that just means that, you know, the games get better each year, the competition gets stronger, and then everyone benefits from it, really. Um, and I I really can't uh, wait to see what comes out next year. Next year will be a big year. It'll be a big year, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that probably towards the end of the year, the podcast. Mm, uh, yeah. Sort of our... Our hopes and dreams for next year. <laughs> hopes and dreams of 2020. Hopes and dreams. Oh. But first, we'll move on to uh, more of a more of a streamer focused area. Yes, and that's sort of talking about you know the things that change with streaming and content creation during 2019. And I think the first thing that has to be mentioned is the fact that Ninja pretty much one of the biggest streamers in the world. Um, definitely one of the most sought-after influencers in the world. Mm-hmm. Decided to make his move from Twitch to Mixer. Which, of course, was seen as an extremely big move. Very big move. Um, Mixer being a platform that I myself am partnered on. Uh, Kyle, you were partnered on Mixer at one stage as well. Yep, I have had uh, my fair share of experience with Mixer. Exactly. So, you know, we we know that platform quite well, and it was it was a bit of a shock. I'm not gonna not gonna lie to see yeah. uh, Ninja coming over to Mixer from Twitch, full well knowing that Mixer obviously doesn't have anywhere near the viewership that Twitch has. I mean, you're talking what maybe five percent, if that. Something stupidly low com- in yeah. comparison, and uh, yeah, I yeah, I think it was a, a very interesting move, and we saw a lot of uh, media interest and people actually realizing and finding out what Mixer was. Oh yeah, For, yeah, definitely. People just, you know, people here. You know, What's Mixer? Where's Mixer? Never heard of it, and. Yeah, the uh, I remember the day it went. Um, you know, the announcement was dropped because it really just was dropped out of nowhere. Like there wasn't, I don't think there was any build up to it. There might have been like a teaser. So. I think there was a teaser that was released by um, by Ninja and Mixer. Maybe oof, like I want to say a couple of days, but it might have been a week. But there was no indication that um he was switching platforms entirely um and you know uh signing up to an exclusivity agreement with mixer um but yeah there was you know mixer was uh hashtag mixer was trending you know it got so much press there's just everyone went nuts and um yeah the mixer got a lot of attention that day um and you know it's still do you know it still does because you know ninja's there and forso now got shroud haven't they um they've got yeah they got I mean, shroud the it's, uh, it, it sort of we we all sort of thought that ninja was the you know that was it yeah ninja's come across brilliant okay so things are a bit different we've got ninja here now people know what mixer mm. is great so let's just carry on. And then all of a sudden, we started getting other announcements as well. Yeah. As you mentioned, Shroud announced that he was coming to Mixer. Yep. From Twitch. 
and then I think not long after we had uh there was there was uh King Goliath and there was uh there's Ewok. Yeah. So we've had quite a lot of big signings essentially because these people have been given contracts by Mixer. Yeah. So the, the the interesting thing is that now we're actually we're actually seeing platforms offer content creators contracts to move to their platform and it's actually it's actually increasing the value of the content creator. Mm. Which I find yeah, quite interesting. Sure. And so you've yeah. also seen like uh, I think like uh Tim the Tapman Lyric, Lupo, some of the other big streamers that were left at Twitch and everyone was thinking, are they gonna make the move to Mixer? And of course they didn't. Nope. So we've had well, they uh, can't. Twitch, yeah, they can't Twitch, really, uh, no. Twitch have Twitch have signed them up with new contracts, I think. Uh yeah uh, in, in a lot of cases. So, you know, I think it's worked out well for them because the <laughs> the other streamers moving to Mixer have actually given them more negotiating power with Twitch. Yeah, definitely. So they've been able to say, Well, you need to give me this, otherwise I'm gonna go and take this. Yeah, literally. Like, so well, I'll uh, I'll just take this and all of my uh, paying subs and we'll go over there. So, you know, it's it's quite a uh it's quite a strong arm uh, situation, isn't it? Like you could actually mm. actually uh pressure them quite a lot. Um but again it depends how much they bring to the platform and also what the platform can do for them, um, in terms of, you know, exposure and uh all that kind of thing. But again, that I'm sure that that's something that they talk about behind closed doors and um i know that uh tim and lupo as well as um ninja they are all under the same uh talent agency oh really okay yeah so i'm not sure if that has anything to do with it but their agents definitely you know seeing both sides of the uh of the uh situation but it'd be interesting to see if uh, if any more uh, contracts get thrown up next year. Um, you know, us want to come over from uh, Mixer to Twitch or Twitch to Mixer. Does anyone, you know, any is anyone going to get get signed from uh, Facebook Gaming or YouTube? You know, Courage JD, he's on uh, he's on YouTube. Uh, he is, yeah, yeah. I th- he has teased a few times about like, oh, you know. He's like that so you never know what's being worked on in the background but um it's definitely something that gets discussed over a long period of time it doesn't just happen um, yeah definitely uh makes it definitely got plans and it'd be good to see comes of those plans but we'll just have to wait and see yeah yeah and i think uh the the, the other good thing is that you know, while you've got all these bigger streamers that are getting awarded, you know, given contracts and things to to go to different platforms. Yeah, I think you'll probably start to see that filter down to the 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 streamers below that as well. Mm, yeah, and sure. I think it, it sort of benefits everybody in the long run. Yeah, you might actually start getting to the point where they offer different levels of contracts to different streamers depending on the size. Yeah, at different platforms. So that could be, um, as you say, I think that's something that will develop more so in the next year or two. Mm. So we'll just have to sort of see how that pans out. 
Um, time, so, for sure. It is. It's very. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Oh, it's, this kind of thing's never really even happened in the streaming scene before. Um, you know, with pinching, you could say pinching, but you know, um, buying talent from other platforms and you know, essentially offering them a job. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, you can have contracts with, um, you know, supporters and um, sponsors, that kind of thing, um, but never from the platforms themselves, as far as I'm aware. Um, unless I don't know, I'd have to look at that up and see if I'm right. But as far as I'm aware, these these are the first kind of uh, scenarios where the platform itself has, you know, wanted to sign um, some talent, and then they, you know they're just right you to come and be yourself on our platform instead and that's that's quite interesting it's um, almost like streamers are being actually taken seriously and they're not just seen as you know gamers and stuff like that they're yes. actually being seen as having some value and um you know they can actually help a, a business grow so definitely want to keep an eye out for next year yeah and i think it, it's it's really you know offering a lot more freedom to those streamers as well because you know you as streamers, you're generally focused on the numbers and you know your income and everything else. Oh yeah. Well, if you are given a contract for however many zeros that they were, mm-hmm. the the creative freedom you get from that surely must be it must be quite liberating, really. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's would... security there of the contract. Exactly. And you're going to yeah. get paid anyway. And you think someone like Ninja that's come to to Mixer and, you know, he's only getting however many thousand viewers compared to what he was getting. Mm. It's, 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 it's good to have that there and sort of not be, be, not have to worry about it. It, It's definitely a a weight off their shoulders for sure. Um, Because, you know, one one of the downsides of full-time streaming is that you don't get paid holidays you don't get sick days you know every day you don't work you potentially lose income so it's it's yeah it's a very high pressure um job so you know you have to do your own taxes you have to you know submit everything that you earn and it's a right mess because people donate so what do you submit that under you know it's a it's a right it's a it is a it is a proper uh slog to uh sort out but like you said with those contracts they're probably given holidays they can probably take sick days like we don't have the contracts that we can't confirm but it'd definitely be more i'd say um human than you know having to work every day and fear of losing sub revenue um so yeah 100 percent, 100 percent that's probably why most of them do it, to be honest. Um, definitely. It's for those benefits and, and you know, just for the peace of mind because, uh, you know, you can't really put a price on that, can you? Um, no, not all. Not all. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm just going to sort of lead that into um, probably one of the more negative uh, aspects of that, that that came out of this year was when, uh, when Ninja left Twitch. Went to Mixer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I know where I'm going. I'm going. So it yeah. It was it was very disappointing because we saw we saw that Twitch um didn't react in the best way to to Ninja leaving. 
Mm, no, not they that. they made yeah they made his homepage uh, essentially a, a reel of the other top streamers on Twitch mm. playing Fortnite and recommending those channels on his page, which I thought was a little bit bad to start with myself. Yeah, and then came the the issue of one of the channels that managed to get boosted up the. Uh, the list as such, uh, was showing uh, Russian porn. And that, obviously, brought in a lot of viewers, didn't get picked up quick enough. It then got featured on Ninja's channel, a channel that (laughs) is primarily for kids, or primarily watched by kids. Oh, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. Yeah. that, That was painful to see because... He um, Ninja didn't wasn't happy about that. You no, know, he, he uh, yeah, he went public about that, didn't he? he put like a he whole did. video up and just saying that. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty poorly handled. Um, but oh yeah, I mean, I I don't know what they were thinking. Um, that uh, you know at Twitch HQ they were like, right, let's put all these. Uh, you know, we've got this this space now that someone used to be, let's fill it with other content creators. But I don't know if they ran that by, you know, Ninja, did they, did they get his permission? They probably didn't. You it know, doesn't did they, sound like they did. No. Did they have to get his permission? Cause technically they own, you know, it's, yeah. it's their site, you know, their, where, you know, where do they draw the line? But yeah, you know, you can't, it's just, yeah, very. Then apparently, they, they did say they, they apparently said to him something along the lines of uh, they were just wanting it to, to use it to promote other channels. Mm, yes. uh, but at the same time, you know, the, the channels that were being promoted were just the top Fortnite streams. So it wasn't. Yeah, did like, they really need promoting? Like, they were, it wasn't like they were promoting new, you know. No, yeah, it wasn't mid pack streamers or whatever else. It was it wasn't just really the helping. That had the most views yeah. that would have had the most views anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, they were they were both just giving him crap in that sense. Um, yeah. But I thought it was quite quite funny in the sense that when we saw Shroud leave for Mixer, it was like, oh, farewell, Shroud. Take care. Here are some yeah. memories. Yeah, I, yeah. And, you know, I they think... had a nice little video for him leaving and everything else. So I'm thinking, what? You, like, why did you do that for Ninja? Yeah, I th- I think um, they learned a lot of lessons. I remember seeing a tweet from someone at Twitch, um, and I think someone actually mentioned, which is why the guy responded like that. Um, this, you know, oh, why didn't Ninja get a video? And um, I think he said we learned a lot after you know, from Ninja leaving, um, you know, with the whole don't put people don't put people's content on that channel, don't put porn on that channel, for goodness sake. Yep. Um and then, you know, there was there seemed there there appeared to be a lot of um conflict between Twitch and Ninja. It was almost like they didn't like each other at the end of the day. But I don't think that was the case. I think that was just because of the situation that was going on at the time. But with Shroud, I think it was a, it was very much um uh, a, a graceful handover um they probably gave him you know a lot more notice i imagine um than ninja did 
Um, and then they had time to, you know, prepare things at the back end, the channel being taken off, the channel being, you know, desub, removed, whatever. They had time for, to, you know, put that video together at the same time. So that would have taken a little bit of time and some notice. So I definitely think they learned a lot from Ninja's transition from Twitch to Mixer. So I think if anyone else does move, then it won't go as drastically bad because at the end of the day, it's just bad press for Twitch, which they don't yeah. want. And I think it sort of shows that Mixer probably caught them off guard a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think... They, they obviously weren't ready for it. They weren't no, ready they for weren't, they weren't a match of their play. top talent disappearing and going to another platform. It, it's almost like... It, it's strange that they didn't realize it because you would have thought that, you know, Ninja Shroud um, and everyone else would have mentioned the fact to Twitch that, you know, we've been offered this to go to Mixer. Yeah. Can you give us better? Or can you do it quickly? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they somehow still didn't realize that they were going to all go. And they did. Yeah. So it, it think... just seems it just seems like they just didn't manage things in any way in the right way. Yeah. Well, they maybe saw it as a bluff. Yeah, they maybe, maybe. Maybe. yeah, they might have seen it as a bluff. They were like, "Oh, you don't want to go there." Like, and they just wanted to. Call, they there. just thought, "We'll call it. We'll just call the bluff." And yeah. then they went and they're like, "Oh, oh, okay, they actually uh, went, ah, oh, ooh, uh, um, yeah, panic, yes, mistake." <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think it's it's quite interesting to see how that's. I, I think that's probably the the biggest sort of development in the streamer sphere this year is is how they oh. do. The bigger content creators have shifted around a lot, and there's yeah. more of an equal, you know, the, the, the spread across the platforms a little bit more equally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Equally now. So, now we finish with that, we're going to talk a little bit about our personal picks for favorite games and technology this year. Yes. Do you want to? Do you want to start with that? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, so for, for me, there's, um, been a lot of, um, good tech, uh, this year. Um, you know, someone who's interested in tech, obviously following it, everything that's come out. Um, we've had a huge, huge, uh, push from uh, AMD this year with all of their stuff. Um, you know, they've got their 5700 and 5700 XT. Um, pretty major players in the GPU uh, area at the moment. Um, but for me personally, um, this is just something that I've been using recently. It's something I purchased uh, on Black Friday, actually. Um, I managed to get a, a pretty snazzy Asus monitor. Um, no, I don't know the name off the top of my head. Ah, monitor yeah, it's names the, are horrible, though, aren't they? Yeah, the mo- yeah, monitor names are just the worst. Uh, I went with the ASUS Tough Gaming uh, VG32V. Um, so it's got their ULMB uh, technology in it, which I think only came out this year. Uh, it's ultra-low motion blur, which um, does ultra-low motion blur, but also syncs it with uh, the refresh rate of the screen as well, which I don't think was possible before, so that's quite nice. Um, and yeah, I've just been loving that monitor. Um, so for me, that, you know, personally, that's because I've been, I've been using it and I think it's great. It's gorgeous. The colors are all right. You know, it's a VA panel. It's not IPS, but you know, 
it's it's good after you uh, calibrate it a little bit. Colors don't look too bad. I have got it next to an IPS screen, um, so I can notice a little bit of color difference. But honestly, when you tweak it, it doesn't look too bad. Um, you know, there's barely, there's like almost no bleeding. Um, it was manufactured in May of this year, so it's one of the newer models. I think the older ones had some issues with um, glow and, um, you know, some around the edges. But it looks like that's been fixed. So I'm I'm really enjoying this monitor. Uh, there's there's oh, countless things I could list for great tech this year. Um, you know, the OnePlus Seven T. Um, that's a fantastic phone. Um, got you know, or everything AMD's come out with this year has just been phenomenal. Um, and you know the uh, the advancements that have been made in the streaming industry as well. So you know we're looking at the um, XLR, the Go XLR Mini, I think that came out um, at the end of November. So it very recently came out, and that's just been absolutely um, magic for a lot of people. Um, you know, it's, just, it's it's a lot a lot cheaper than the uh, the main one they released in twenty eighteen. Um, but yeah, it's there's just there's just so many things uh, that I could list but those those are my favorites uh, for this year for sure um and I definitely know that I'll probably be picking up some new stuff next year what about game wise game wise been your favorite game this year ooh this year uh, I'm probably going to have to give it to destiny destiny 2 to be honest um destiny 2 um you know it's it's had a, an up and down year obviously it moved from uh battlenet to steam after activision basically dropped them uh they were just like now nah, we don't want this franchise anymore uh good enough that they they you know they kept all the rights to it they kept all the rights the publishing rights you know everything so bungie then became an independent independent publisher um and moved to steam um, since it's moved to Steam, uh, I have put 375 hours onto it. Um, wow! And, uh, <laughs> I already have. I already had like 700 at the time on Battle.net. So that's insane. Um, yeah, so it's uh, a bit nuts, but yeah, you know the the release of um, of Shadowkeep was great. It's um, you know, and it going free to play as well has brought in you know a whole load of new people. Like you know, we covered this already, but it's um, it's just it's just the game that I just love, and I you know I I love Destiny One and Destiny Two has had its ups and downs, but I think now in the current state of things, it's just a, it's as strong as it as it ever has been, and um, I know that I'll. I'll probably have 400 more hours by uh, by the next time the uh, next DLC drops. So um, yeah, that's definitely my my pick of the uh, pick of the bunch you're from uh, 2019. Hours, another 400 hours by 2020. Right, you're going. So. <laughs> oh, challenge accepted. Hours. I don't think there's enough hours in the month for that. But it's, no, uh, wow. Like I feel like I've got maybe like 20 hours. Definitely, uh, <laughs> Steve. Something like that. That's how about how about yourself then? Oh well, if I if I go with technology to start with, um, I I would say it's only recently that I've got something new that I can sort of say, yeah, this is this is my favorite pick for this year, and I I got the uh, the Ryzen seven thirty eight hundred X. Very nice. Um. Which of course is eight cores, sixteen threads, uh, Ryzen mm-hmm. three thousand, 
series CPUs. And I related to that from a, a Threadripper, first-gen Threadripper, which I know you use the first-gen Threadripper as well. Yes. Um, but I had I had the the twelve core twelve core model, the nineteen twenty X, and uh, I've always had a you know we we've both had single PC solutions for for gaming and streaming on. Yes. And I I, I really wanted to sort of improve uh, the ability for me to play games on on my PC. So I, I upgraded from the the twelve core nineteen twenty X to the eight core thirty eight hundred X thinking mm-hmm. I'd get a little bit of an improvement. But I have to say the improvement has been absolutely insane. I you know I didn't have an issue with the Threadripper in terms of the streaming side of things, but game wise it wasn't it's not a very good CPU for gaming on. No, it's, uh, it's and more I have of to say work yeah. in it. Yeah exactly. And it, the the improvements they've made with the architectures and things going forward uh since since the first gen it's it's just so good for doing both. I'm streaming on a fast encode, mm-hmm. which is fairly demanding on a CPU as it is. Yeah, and I'm getting no drops in the games at all. It's not affecting the frame rate in the game. Very so nice. in games where I was playing with the the 1920x with a fast encode, such as Final yeah. Fantasy 14, uh, I would be getting between 45 and 60 fps a lot of the time on that cpu on this i've been getting over 100 fps just with no issue at all and i think that's that's just a crazy jump to go from from a 920x with more cores yeah with streaming on the same system and actually getting a lot more frames with this, and I've not even got, I've, I've, I'm still only using the stock cooler with this as well. Yeah. So I, I just think it's an absolutely insane CPU uh, for for people that you know are wanted to do streaming and do some gaming, and even if you're just streaming console titles as well. Mm. This thing is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, you could go for the 3700X, which is essentially the same CPU. Uh, it's just that the the cores on the the thirty eight eight hundred X are just slightly better. I think it only clocks like point one of a gigahertz higher, okay. like one hundred megahertz higher, something like that. So it's not like it's really a, a big difference. But considering what you had to pay a few years back to get a PC that could stream, it it's it, it's it's insane. Uh, I'm just yeah. so impressed with it. So impressed with it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to add to that. It's just it's just a fantastic bit of kit, and I'm 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 so glad that I actually got it because uh, it's making a big difference to my PC gameplay at the minute. Awesome stuff. And games, it's, it's mad. Yeah, it's mad. Like, like, how long did you have your uh, 1920x? Like, you had it for a year, didn't you? Like, or, two years. Yeah. I got it. Two in, years. Uh, two years. 2017. Yeah. In the year mad that it came out, come. yeah, yeah, it's mad how far it's come from you know 1920 to you know the 3800x like you've got now. It's just it's just in two years, you know, you know some people can get like that stuff on finance, and before they've even paid it off, they have something that you know something new like the 3800 and the 3950 yeah. that you can just absolutely wipe the floor with it, and it's just insane how fast things are progressing in the um, you know in the in the PC area. Yeah, 
it, it won't be long before um you know we'll have something that can even you know just completely slap the 3950x you know give it two years and we'll be laughing at what that could do it's just it's it's, it's, it's strange when you think about the fact that you know threadripper is a he you know it's a high-end desktop system oh yeah uh and now we're looking at cpus that can quite easily handle streaming that are mainstream yeah but if you and go a lot cheaper as well if you go to the equivalent intel they can't do anything that like the AMD stuff can do. So I think it just shows that AMD really are absolutely nailing um, the the processor market at the minute. And I yeah. think they've just got they've got no competition for the next few years at least. Nope. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree I, I'm with super, that. Super happy with that purchase. And then going on to favorite game of the year, it, it's similar to you in that I've picked a game that technically wasn't released this year. Yeah. But Final Fantasy XIV had a new expansion this year, which was uh, Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny that we've both chosen something with Shadow in the name. <laughs> and uh, I, co- compared to previous expansions, it is just so much more well-rounded, and the story was insanely good. The The... The gameplay was a little bit more varied as well with the dungeons and the raids and such. Yeah. And I, I, the, the soundtrack, again, was absolutely fantastic. Um, I bring up my saltiness from the Game Awards once more. <laughs> i got to say, I do like the, uh, the songs <laughs> from that. I mean, I've seen, I remember well, seeing some of your streams you, and just, yeah, yeah, just being like, put that song on. And like, the amount of times good. we've had people in the stream, we, we, when I was playing through Shadowbringers when it first came out and going through the story, and I think people were genuine, genuinely interested in it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And like yeah, yourself, and you enjoyed the music and everything as well. So yeah, it, for me, it was boss. an absolute... Oh, man. Top, top tier release this year, that. I absolutely yeah. loved it. And uh, I honestly wish most Final Fantasy games were that good uh, as the expansion for that. So... Yeah, I, I have to go with that for this year. I think runner-up for me would be Apex. Oh, yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed Apex this year. It just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was sort of, um, you know, in the... Uh, yeah, I can't even think of the word now. Oh, my God. Uh, I was sort of uh, trying to find something to replace PUBG. Oh yeah, PUBG. PUBG I'd played for ages on console. It was my main game on stream. Yeah, I got to the point where I was just fed up with it, and I moved on to I think it was Black uh, Blackout on Black Ops Four. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was just sort of getting into that, and then Apex just dropped out of nowhere. Boom! Here's we're Apex. We've not even had rumors <laughs> of it or anything. And it just, oh, it yeah. just appeared, and it was fantastic. It played so well. Yeah. And I didn't play Blackout since. I've not played it since. Nice. Yeah. So Apex that, did. That's like, yeah. Come and just take the crown. Like, just, yeah. It just floored everything in that genre. Just, it was yeah. so well received. Like, I, everyone went nuts for the ping system. Like, yes. Everyone was just like, oh, ping. We need that ping system. And then, like, you know, Fortnite introduced the same thing, like, you know, ping system. And like, it was just like very quickly, um, different games picked up different features of apex and it just shows you like how 
taking your time with a battle royale game can actually make it seriously fun instead of um, what most of them get chucked out like, which is just running simulators. Yeah, it, it sort of did a sort of. Uh, it was almost like the gameplay was almost sort of like Call of Duty in a way. Yeah, sort of fast paced and. Um, you know, you could you could play very similar sort of play style, in a mm. way, with the shooting aspect. But then it had more of a sort of Overwatch type class system, with yeah, the characters and yeah, abilities. You got champions. And I thought it was really, really, really well done. Mm. Um, it was, graphically yeah. as well, it's a similar sort of style. Yeah, it's very, it's a very well polished uh, game. Like on ROM release, like I don't remember ever having an issue with it you know it was well optimized i could play it well high resolutions high frame rates uh matchmaking was good not really much lag i think i had lag maybe a couple of days after it went live uh but that was just because there was an insane amount of people trying to get on at the same time and trying to play at mm. the same time um just everyone going nuts for it um but I have to admit, I haven't played it in a fair while, but that's just because Battle Royale isn't really my thing. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of those games, but given how good Apex is, I appreciate it, um, and I appreciate you know how well it is, um, like how well it was made. Yeah, and that's yeah. that for me. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's been a a very uh, interesting year in many ways. For sure, for sure, and uh, yeah. I can't wait for uh, 2020 and what everything uh, everything will come along with it. Streaming stuff and video games. I'm looking forward to E3 um, particularly um, just because might get some uh, glimpse of you know a little bit more info about the uh, the Project X. I'm sure that'll be a main highlight of that uh, event, given that it's supposed to release uh, in you know the holiday season. Uh, next year so by this time next year we you know could actually own one um are we talking uh talking scarlet yeah project the series x yes yes i know yeah. they, they, they're so confusing with the names to be fair i mean we've got we've got project scarlet we've got project series x we've got them now saying that it's just xbox and it's like <laughs> what are we talking about the new Xbox. There we go. The, the, just, just Xbox. We'll just say Xbox. That'll, that'll be fine. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, names get confusing nowadays, man. Uh, too many names. Too many consoles. Too many names. But E3 but yeah. should be good. I agree. E3 mm. should be very good. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to see some of the new titles that are going to be coming to the Xbox. Uh, probably PS5 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need to make a move on that soon because... Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, why they haven't said anything. Maybe they're just not ready, but um been a while now since, you know, PS4 Pro, fair few years. Um, PS4, you know, getting old now. So it's, it's about that time. Uh, you know, there's rumors about that uh, Hoover-looking thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like the, that looks ridiculous, but... Um, you mean, like, the, v, the V-shape? Yeah, uh, yeah, dev, yeah. It's a dev kit, that one, though, isn't it? And dev kits tend to look quite different. Dev kits, yeah. They, ne they never usually look like the original thing, and they're always, you know, way more powerful than the actual release things. But, um, yeah, I don't believe them for a second. But, yeah, 
I think I think the uh, the the shape and design of the uh, the Series X is very good. Like, I like I, it. I like it as well. I don't know why people are, you know, crying about it online, but I think if you look at the Corsair One, like yes. that's a very small form factor PC. I think it's got like a, something like a fourteen liter chassis or something ridiculous like that. But that is exactly what you need as a console, like. You need, obviously, I think the height is due to a GPU that it might use. Um, I don't know if they'll go with APU this time around, possibly, but... I think they are. I think they are, but it'll probably be a custom GPU solution anyway. Yeah, I think they'll definitely... They'll, they'll definitely do some uh, some funky stuff uh, inside consoles like they always do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, for one, am a big fan of the shape. Um, I like it. I think it'll look really smart on the next to your TV or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they've already said that you can lie it flat anyway. So laughing. Yeah. You can. I think, it, yeah. I think it looks great and uh, it'd be interesting to see what uh PlayStation come out with as well. Um, but time will tell. And there's also the fact that there's likely going to be a cheaper model. Yes. Uh, that will, that will probably be more of a traditional console shape and size. Yeah, a bit more like the One X. So you know, people will have that option if they want it. But for the people that are, you know, more hardcore, wanting to get the best performance from the console, the 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 one that they've showed already, the Series Series X, that's going to be the one to get. And I think, as you say, it's going to be absolutely mega. Yeah, I can't. So wait. yeah, it should be uh, should be an interesting year next year mm. for sure. Oh sure. Oh sure, and I think on that note, I think we should end the uh, the first episode right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place to wrap it up. Good place. We've yeah. been uh, we have been yapping for a fair while. Yapping indeed, yapping indeed. <laughs> so, uh, uh, if you want to let people know where they can find you, uh, Kyle, in terms of socials and uh, your stream. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, if if anyone listening wants to, um, you know, suggest uh, a topic that uh, you know we can cover, or would uh, like to, you know, uh, direct us to any particular news article, or if you just want to connect, then uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Synaptic, uh, or you can catch my streams uh, Twitch TV slash Synaptic. But that's within three instead of an E because someone took my name. Rip. Rip indeed. Rip indeed, man. Well, yeah, How about if, yourself? Uh, if, anybody, <laughs> if anybody would want to uh, drop me a follow on social media, Twitter is the main place for me. Uh, you can also follow me with the same name on Instagram, and that's at AirGuysTV. I realize that's like the most impossible name for anybody. Might have to spell that. You might have to spell that one. E-H-R-G-E-I-Z-T-V. There you go. It's a nightmare. Magic. It's a nightmare for everyone. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's that's for me on uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and also on Mixer as well, where you'll where you will find the majority of my my streams. Uh, we will leave links um, in either the YouTube description, or uh, I don't know if we can do that on. Um, can we do that on Anchor as well? Uh, we can't. I don't know if we can do links, but I uh, we can definitely put our. Uh, Twitter handles in there so people can go and search them. So cool. um, you might have to edit, edit this bit out, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we um, can definitely uh, we can definitely sort something. Yeah, okay, but yeah, we'll we'll leave the uh, the, the the links to our to our socials and streams in the uh, the YouTube description and anywhere else that we can as well. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Please give us some feedback on the first episode. That would be hugely appreciated because this is a new venture for us. Yes. Uh, we're looking at doing an episode every week for you guys. Uh, we mm-hmm. will get more of a, a set schedule sorted out for you soon. Yeah. Well, like I said, you'll, we'll get a grasp for it. We'll get a feel for it. Um, if you guys have, like Eggy said, uh, if you have any feedback, um anything at all um then just let us know and uh we'll we'll uh we'll do what we can to improve yeah so uh thank you everybody for tuning in uh have a good christmas and a new year and we will uh we'll see you all for the next episode very soon very soon take care guys take care guys